2: I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this. Now,
0: back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. It's the much-anticipated, never-duplicated, precious time, precious moments that we get to spend each and every Monday that we're here with the man that we like to call Sean Michael Hollywood Lyle. <laughs> he came of age... Back Mm -hmm. in those Hollywood Hills, those Hollywood nights
2: in the Hollywood Hills, yeah, yeah, just like the uh, Bob Seger song.
0: Exactly right. Mm -hmm. Now, Mrs. Lyle, she a West Coaster
2: too? Yes. Yeah, we're both from, uh, grew up in San Jose, California.
0: Wow. So you did you know each other way back in the day, or
2: what day is that? Well, back in the (laughs) you know early days. I've been married my entire adult life plus one year. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, we we we're. Yeah, I knew her when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: now how about that? Now uh, how, how does she feel about the whole midwestern relocation here?
2: Well, she doesn't really get um, to do much with it. She still works in California. As Whoa. a matter of fact, she she has been a, a remote worker for years now. Before it was popular, right? And she uh, is a, a bookkeeper for a uh, a doctor's group in uh, California. Nice. Yeah. So she her office actually, uh, what a great office her office. Um, looking out the window is the Eads Bridge and the uh, the arch and the uh, gateway uh, the arch uh, gateway ground. Not too right shabby. There. Yeah, not
0: too shabby. So she's pretty. Now, did she pay all the bills at home too?
2: Uh, you mean yeah? Like she's yeah the bookkeeper. she paid she's the bookkeeper. Yeah. So
0: well, that's good. You know, when we first got married, my mom always did the books when I was a kid. And when we with Georgianne and I first got married, I put her in charge of paying the bills, which you know. <clears throat> It's not my best decision. (laughs) And uh, so after, I don't know, six or nine months, we changed that. And whatever friction may have existed early in our marital life was gone. And I've been paying the bills ever since, more or less on time.
2: Yeah, well, my wife is uh, quite good at it. So, and well, as as a matter of fact, I mean, I've been in radio all the time. So early on in my career when I was, well, not that I make much now, but when I made very little money, we've, we've had tremendous credit. Uh, our entire lives since hmm. we were t- you know, teenagers really that's so,
0: awesome yeah. and, and you're you're out there smoking cigars with arnold schwarzenegger and, well chomping
2: know. on cigars yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah you had to bring that up because every time you say that my mouth tastes like an ashtray i still remember it very. but the one is the coolest thing the coolest thing that was even cooler than that and i know most people won't care anything about this
0: oh you'd be surprised
2: but the coolest thing was when I would go to Sacramento in the state capitol is that I got to be, I got to go to the top of the capitol. Nice to the uh, the Copola, I believe. It's called, yeah, at yeah. The very top. Yeah, I got to stand there on the top of the dome nice. outside in the in the Copola and and stood there and just uh, hanging out with. Because that's of the not state open Lumber. to the public. No, I mean, it you, is not. You got
0: you got to be a cigar smoking friend of the governor. Well, yeah, the to,
2: Highway Patrol has yeah. the keys to let you in. Right. Yeah. Chips. This, yeah. You ever
0: meet Eric Estrada?
2: Yes, I have. Of course. I've got a picture somewhere of me and Eric Estrada somewhere.
1: <laughs> no surprise there. Yeah. <laughs> does, does, your, does your wife like, you know... You He's work... a hockey
2: fan, by the way. Is That's that right? I know. Oh, they, wow. yeah, yeah, Bakersfield Condors. Huh. Oh. <laughs> I, was, covering, I yeah. was at a Bakersfield Condors game and he came <laughs> Doesn't out Doesn't get that. better than that. Does
1: your wife like you working nights? Have you always worked nights? No, uh, I'm, I'm
2: a morning guy.
1: So, yeah, so does she mind you working nights or would she prefer you go back to mornings? Uh,
2: Well, if, if it came up, mornings is good. The reason the mornings is good is because um, it's nice to have the day out of the way. Mm-hmm. And because she works, uh, the hours that she works, uh, it's easier for her to get up when I get up and get a lot of her work done before yeah. the banks open. Right, yeah. yeah. so it's easier for her that way.
0: Yeah, that would be kind of nice, actually. So now she probably has to work later, though.
2: Yeah, well, and, what she does now is that when, uh, she'll start at 8 a.m. and go for a couple of hours doing her reports and everything. She yeah. has to get the reports. And then once I come to the radio station, then she ah. goes back back to work. It's perfect.
0: Yeah. What do you guys do? Do you guys go to movies?
2: No, I don't. Movies aren't real, you know.
0: I do. While well, we were <laughs> Top Gun. I mean, that's, there's nothing real about a I, 60-year-old I, pilot I,
2: I, I lived in Hollywood. I knew people who made movies. I... Participated myself, and it's sort of like sausages, I think. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, once you see how they're made, you really don't. So know. I know
0: you did some acting. Yeah. And uh, did some stage work. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did motion pictures, any of that, was that ever a, a thought for you?
2: Well, yeah. I did uh, some television and some motion pictures when I was in Hollywood, and they wanted me to, uh, to uh, they offered me a contract on uh, General Hospital. Ooh. Oh. And I Classic. said no. Um, and I said, no, I'm going to broadcasting school and I'm going to be in radio. (laughs) Well,
0: you know, although the the soap operas aren't doing all that well anymore either.
2: Well, but that, but that was such a long time ago. They were, they were doing, as a matter of fact, they were telling me, oh, we've got big plans. We're going to expand to an hour because at the time it was a one half hour show began with a, a piano. Uh, solo and the guy uh, and it just said General Hospital and that it was before, you know, the whole Luke and Laura thing. As a matter of fact, you could have been Luke. Well, no, actually, I I um I was acquainted with uh, uh, Tony Geary. Yeah. Uh, back in those days, of course you were. <laughs> if you got to work, if you got any work uh, as one of these impoverished, you know, actors, yeah. if you got any work, then you kind of had to help out those who didn't. Right. And so there was one time that I got some work and so it was up to me to buy him groceries. You bought groceries? I bought oh, groceries for because... For Tony Geary. He wasn't working at the time, and I got work, so I bought him groceries. Where'd you get them? Huh? Where'd you get them? I don't know. It just went down to the, uh, the grocery... Just a bag, of, a bag of groceries. I don't know what it was. Oh. But I got him groceries, and, and he never got the opportunity to reciprocate and buy me groceries well
0: I, you need to you need to make he needs to make good on that
2: i don't know if he could buy groceries these days really yeah
0: oh really <laughs> things aren't things aren't going so well Well, that was
2: a long time ago that yeah. he was he was successful but yeah oh
0: is he not on the show anymore? i don't know i have yeah. no idea who knows
2: you know i i didn't follow it much is yeah. he yeah i have, I have does no idea anybody know? so so does he, he know how long
1: have you been in st louis
2: uh, year and a half, uh, yeah. less than two years.
1: So, have you had any favorite restaurants experience? And also, are you an emos uh, fan? No, or no, no. So.
2: I, I, I'm not a St. Louis food guy. Yeah, uh, er, as I was telling uh, him before, I, I find everything here like fat, salt, and sugar. Yeah, I did hear that. Yes, yes. And, and it's I, I interesting. Disagree with that. It's well, but <laughs> an interesting thing is, I remember I don't know who it was, but somebody at the uh, Post Dispatch had gone to Los Angeles and said they couldn't find anything to eat, and they didn't huh. think any of it was good in Los Angeles. Huh. And I thought, you know, there were all these people responding to that, saying, "Wait a minute, this such gr- it's one of the greatest food cities in in the world." But if you're just not used to that palate, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Then yeah, it's going to take a while. Did to Did you ever get used go to, to the it.
0: California Club in Los Angeles? No, downtown. Never no, been in there.
2: Never been there. Yeah. No, that was not that was not my uh, pay grade.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you've got buddies, I'm sure, or whatever. I, we went to a wedding there. Yeah. And it was the most incredible wedding I've ever been to in my life. They had live music on all three floors, mm-hmm. and I mean, the food everywhere. It was it was phenomenal.
2: Yeah, that's that was never the people I hung with. Well, there you go. Yeah, I hung, I hung mostly with with starving actors, starving musicians, starving radio people, <laughs> or public servants who um, smoke cigars. Smoke cigars, yeah. Well, he bought his own cigars.
0: Yeah. Well, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Folks, it's Sean Michael Lyle. He is, he is like an ever opening flower for us here on these Monday evenings. Uh, we got a little little glimpse of what could have been. On General Hospital, which, you know what? If you'd have gotten that gig, because that was the one show I watched every day in college.
2: I did have that gig. Wow. You
0: were on General Hospital,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. I was. I was. A, I had a small role for what, a short period. Who were you? What was the character? Uh, doctor Brandon Winston. Doctor. I had a beard back then, so a I. Doctor I was a with kid. a beard on General Hospital. I was a kid. Yeah, but I. But I looked older. Kind of like Doogie. Right House, now, House. Well, the thing was is that they they uh, had this nurse Jesse Brewer uh, Emily McLaughlin. <coughs> oh, of course, yeah. And she uh, she, <laughs> I thought they were joking because I was at a Hollywood party and they said, yeah, she's been married to everybody every doctor available. And it was wow. like, ha, 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 ha. And I said, no, really, That's we true. we need somebody else. We need to bring somebody in from the outside for just a short period of time. You know,
0: John Berardino, who was on that show, yeah. played mm-hmm. for the St. Louis Browns at yeah, one so, point.
2: Uh, well, I knew that he played baseball. Yeah. 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 It was kind of funny because when I showed up to uh, to um, uh, for this the film, the videotaping, and it was just me and him and her. And, and th- most everybody was in a booth somewhere else. Uh-huh. They had a camera guy and all that, uh, two cameras. And uh, I said, are we going to rehearse? And he said, do you know your lines? I said, yeah. He said, well, let's just do it.
0: <laughs> let's was... just do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what happens here every Monday at 9.05 when we're joined by Shawn Michael Hollywood Lyle. And when we come back, Braxton Payne is going to tell us what is trending. That's next on X.
2: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: Now, back to Hancock & Kelly. Sponsored by Insperity. HR that makes a difference. On News Radio 1120, KMOX. Well, what a fine program it's been. We've talked to our sports insider John Hancock. We just enjoyed our weekly visit with the Star of General Hospital. Sean <laughs> Michael Lyle, he was Dr. so and so.
1: Brendan Winston. Hospital. I wrote it down cuz I want to be able to Google that later.
0: Oh, that's good. So, uh, yeah, uh, we uh, we're going to have to plumb the depths of that. The next time we get together. It won't be for a while because Cardinal baseball will be on the next several Monday nights. Good for them. Cardinals are playing some good ball right now. But it is our weekly time. This is Braxton. You usually call in during yes. this segment. What's trending, Braxton?
1: Yeah, I'm excited. So normally I give you guys uh, you know a couple options yeah. to pick from. So we got three options tonight. All right. I'll let me write them down. We got uh, DJ Johnson, DJ Summer, Johnson. That's and a, Father's Day.
0: DJ Johnson, Summer. And well, Father's Day. Yes, and by DJ you mean Dustin
1: Johnson, Dustin, the golfer. Yes, yes. Let's yes. G- let's start there. Yeah. So so breaking news today. Um, DJ uh, Dustin Johnson was you know he he decided in February that he wasn't going to go play for. The Live League, which is Saudi Arabia's golf league. So what's going on? Oh, this is the one that's handing out all the money. Yes. So Saudi Arabia has decided, you know, it's what we refer to as sports washing. They want to, you know, clean up their record with uh, you human know, rights. With human rights. Yes. So they've offered millions of dollars to people. They offered Jack Nicklaus $100 million guaranteed. So nothing in the PGA is necessarily guaranteed. You know, obviously they have their sponsors, but not guaranteed money. So they offered, you know, Jack Nicklaus 100 million dollars. You know, with his gambling problems, I'm surprised he didn't take that. Um, but he said, you know, we, we're not going to do that. Jack Nicklaus said, yeah, no. oh yeah, he has a lot of gambling problems. So hmm. the the Live Golf League was set to set to you know kick off here shortly. Um, they're end up going to have 42 42 golfers. Um, and Dustin Johnson said, you know, no in February, but he accepted a deal of $150 million guaranteed to play. And, in this and, league. and
0: so they can't play in the PGA then at that point.
1: So, yes, yeah, so the PGA said that anybody that is going to play in this league cannot play in the PGA. Um, you know, one of the things that I think is interesting, too, you know, we talk about sports watching, you know, PGA has had golf tournaments in Saudi Arabia before. And, yeah. you know, they are now trying to take the moral high, high ground, which I think is the right thing to do um, but in the past when they were making money um, they were okay with it you know one of the things about the PGA too is in the, in these golf tournaments the lower half don't make money right you know yeah. they, they, they mm-hmm. you know have to pay their own way there they yeah. don't they don't make anything much like snooker <laughs> much like <laughs> snooker <laughs> um, but you know like the, so this golf league in Saudi Arabia is going to have eight events yeah. and there's the the purse is going to be 255 million so it's going to be 25 million dollars. To the winner, so wow. doesn't you know DJ is going to be the best player in this league, um, so he could probably make you know a, upwards of you know hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars if he wins these golf tournaments. You know he's like the eighth richest uh, golfer, or the third richest golfer currently playing, um, but he's the fifteenth among golfers of all time. Uh, his net worth, you know. So wow. And so that's one of the things, you know. So who else do they have in this thing? I guess Mickels, Mickelson's in? No, so he's out. So oh. the, the only major name is going to be Dustin Johnson. So a lot of these are people that might have finished in the second half uh-huh. of the PGA mm-hmm. that wanted the guaranteed, you know, they're, some of these people are getting guaranteed You know 25 15 million dollars and when you're not guaranteed and you're going to play and you have to pay for your own travel um, Dustin Johnson did see some of the sponsors drop him um, but I think he's going to make up for that instantly um, with with what he's going to be able to get guaranteed and also win um, which I think is interesting and it's it's going to be interesting to see how the PGA. I mean, he they, the PGA said that you know he's not going to be allowed to come back and play because he's
0: a Masters champion
1: too. Right? Yes, and he's one of the most popular golfers. Uh, you know, he has a great social media following. I mean, he's third third uh, all time in winnings behind not all time in winnings, but uh, net worth behind Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas. Wow. Um, so I mean, that's something that you got to think about. You know, obviously he's going to get a great payday, but it's going to you know benefit him in the long run. You think he'll regret it? I mean. I'm all about if you're going to do a sport, you can't play forever, so might as well get as much money out of it as you can. Golf, you can play a lot longer. Um, It'll be interesting to see, you know, hey – does he take this risk and it doesn't work out, then he's able to weasel his way back into the PGA, hire a PR firm and figure it out from there? Or do, will people not care and just watch it anyway because he has such a big name? Yeah, but
0: he, if the competition's not there and I, you know, we'll see. And I, whether anybody's gonna watch it, I wonder if any American television is gonna pick it up.
1: Yeah, and that's like the same thing when the XFL, you know, started, you know, it was the whole thing was the NFL is, you know, okay, it's kind of blah, hey, we're gonna take over some of the money and the, obviously they folded within a year. I mean, I know that's an extreme example, but the PGA is the, you know, the pinnacle. So well, the
0: pandemic didn't help the uh, the XFL very much. <laughs> yeah. And
1: actually we supported
0: the battle Hawks. Great. Yeah. Here. I
1: mean, I, this is back in 2006 where whenever they first started, I mean, uh-huh. you know, I will never forget the coin flip was not a coin flip. It was, they tossed the ball and the two players had to run after the ball and tackle each other. <laughs> and whoever came out with the ball got, got to decide which, you know, if they wanted the ball or, you know, which side of the field, um, you know, and it was Vince McMahon's, you know, little right. you know, sports baby right there. Well, there you go.
0: Uh, okay, so uh, let's transition from Dustin Johnson, who's leaving the PGA tour apparently, uh, to Summer.
1: Yeah, so I, I think one of the things that, you know, I'm seeing a lot on, you know, a lot of my friends and a lot on Twitter is. This summer seems to be more busy than ever. I mean, you know, 2019 was great. 2020, we had the pandemic. 2021, we were still, like, I think, kind of feeling out the pandemic. Yep. You know, the vaccine wasn't widely available yet. I am so busy. I mean, like, I think there's something every week. I don't have a free weekend, I think, until mid September. Wow. You know, going to a music festival this weekend in Nashville and just like, it, and I just think there's weddings. And, and I never have weddings. You guys starting to travel summer. like Michael Kelly over yeah, here. Yeah, well, wow you learn from the best uh but you know like i just think like are you ex- so like i know i think you had a wedding recently and i never had summer weddings um i'm just experiencing i have you know a couple summer weddings this year are, are you experiencing just a influx well, of a summer lot, activity yeah, a whole
0: lot of social things are people are getting back in the swing and having dinner parties in their homes and you know all of that is uh is great because it was missed i missed Mm-hmm. You know that year plus. We're social people. Yeah, I mean, and I like to be out with folks, and
1: uh, but yes, I have noticed that this this summer has gotten uh, it feels normal. Yeah, and it's it's I think it's really nice, and and one of the things that I'm seeing, you know, like going to like you know, I went to Chicago last weekend with my mother in law and my and my mom and my wife, and we went to see a Coldplay concert. Yeah, and by the way, best concert I've ever seen. Really? Live. Oh, it was absolutely amazing. Soldier Field. We saw it. And, you know, just like even like the hotel we stayed at, you know, the hotel, there was conferences at the hotel. So, you know, all the people that were there for conference, you could just tell it was just like, a, it, you know, the, these people, you know, they, they were it was a medical conference. So, obviously, they really haven't done anything in two years. Right. And they were there, you know, at the hotel bar every day when the conference, you know, ended. It was packed. And I just think it was something that. I'm I'm just happy to be back with summer again. I mean, I love summer. I I, I hate winter. I, sometimes I wonder why I live in St. Louis, but well, we have the seasons here. I yeah, love I well, love the change of a, the seasons. No, I'd rather just have it be like South Florida. Every no, every like time. this this particular time right now, this is perfect. Oh, it is beautiful. Perfect. I mean, last weekend was just like it was the cardinal. Yeah. I went to the cardinal game on Monday. Yeah. I mean, Memorial Day. Yeah, it was just unreal. It was perfect. Well, it
0: is you know. There's a lot to like about St. Louis. That's what's trending with Braxton Payne. Uh, you're uh,
1: you've really gotten into this whole
0: soccer thing.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I've always been into soccer. I'll make that very clear. Huh.
0: And uh, this is a guy who thinks soccer's a you know a sport. So uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> soccer. What's happening after this on Cable X?
2: Working on a nightmare.
0: Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. I
2: love it
0: at night. On King of OX. And welcome back. It's Hancock and Kelly Late Night. Michael Kelly is on assignment. Braxton Payne is sitting in as he did last week. I appreciate having you. You, sir, um, follow a sport that I have yet to, well... Grow a fancy for, let's let's say. And that sport, of course,
1: is... You mean the most popular sport in the world. Yeah, that's what people say. Uh, soccer. Yes. Yeah, you so have thoughts. Are also known as football. So um, I think we have the clip. Uh, USA played uh, Morocco last week on Tuesday. It was a friendly, as you like to call it, a uh, a practice game. Oh, a practice uh, game. In Cincinnati. And uh, Christian Polizek is considered... One of the best players in the world, but he's definitely considered the Le- you know the LeBron James of soccer. And he plays for he Morocco. plays for he, no he plays for the United States. Um, he plays for the United yeah, States. Yeah, he plays for Chelsea in England as his club team. Yeah. Um, but he's known as the LeBron James of soccer. Wow. You know, he's he's that good. Um, what about think- that Messi guy? Well, yeah, but but he's but he's from Argentina. We're talking about the American, you oh, know, LeBron so, James gotcha. is from America. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you know he's he's popular throughout the world, but definitely here in America. And he had some uh, choice words, not choice words. I mean, we'll we'll play it um, in his post game interview after the this USA is, uh, beat Morocco three 0 What did you say this guy's name was? Christian Pulisic. Okay, never heard of him.
2: It's been a couple months since you were back in front of these U.S. fans. How to feel tonight?
1: Um, yeah, it was nice. To be honest, uh, for whatever reason, I'm not super happy with uh, the amount of Americans here, however that works out, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but uh, it's thanks to the ones who did come, and uh, the support is always great from them. Um, but yeah, it's nice to be back in America and playing again.
2: Thank you, Christian. Thank you. Interesting and newsworthy. Christian Pulisic calling out the American fan base for a, a lack of numerical support. The crowd. Was-
1: yeah, and I so so obviously that was uh, some groundbreaking stuff. And the game was played it, where? In Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yes. Well, so, that was your first mistake. Well, so so you know, obviously, Twitter you know blew up after this, and and you know, surprisingly, you know, it wasn't on Christian Pulisic, you know, because. But one of the things that I think a lot of U.S. soccer fans, as I've been, so I I will go, you know, back in time, you know, my first game I ever went to a U.S. soccer game was in Chicago at Soldier Field. It was USA versus Poland. And, you know, Poland has the largest population of, you know, Polish people outside of Warsaw, even most of the Chicago, excuse uh me, sorry. uh Um, So, you know, it was 90% Polish fans, 10% American fans. So it's kind of been the tradition over time. But as U.S. soccer... Well, when we had the Bosnia game here,
0: the crowd was all...
1: Yes. I mean, that's one of the things that over time, U.S. soccer has gotten more and more popular. And, you know, even when we play Mexico, we've played it in cities like Columbus, where, you know, we are guaranteed more American fans. You know, we're not playing them in New York or, you know, Miami um, or, you know, Texas. Um, So one of the things that I thought was interesting on Twitter, you know... Was the backlash of you at the US Soccer Federation? Um, You know, the tickets, the cheapest ticket to get into that game, what you call a practice game was $75 for the nosebleed on a weekday yeah. on, on a you know memorial day. Uh, a game doesn't mean anything on a memorial day. Uh-huh. I mean it's a holiday weekend and the you know obviously on the secondary that was sold out so the secondary market was you know 200 300 plus $200 yeah 300 plus to go see uh,
0: Father Polizzi or whatever the guy's
1: name and, and so one of the things I think is interesting is like first off you know US soccer taken taken a lot of backlash and the player hasn't uh Christian Pulisic has not taken really any backlash because you know he supports the people that will go. But one of the things that I think it's interesting is you know Morocco. It's not like we play Morocco every year like we play Mexico or Honduras or Costa Rica. And there's not a lot of Moroccans running around out here. Well, there there is. There um, are there, there, there are. Yeah, there's a definitely. But also it's like a you know once in a generation type or you know once in a lifetime type thing to have Morocco play on U.S. soil. Yeah, ever,
0: ever eat it? Ever eat Morocco at uh, Epcot. <laughs> Uh, I've drank at Morocco at Epcot. So what I love about Morocco at Epcot, and I digress, and I apologize, mm. but you, you go, you know, they got the menu up right there, right out there in the in the middle of Morocco at Epcot. Yes. And so you can get um, the first item you can have is you can get chicken, uh, and then you can get beef, and then you can get chicken and beef, and then you can get... Beef and
1: chicken. <laughs> I think those are called kebabs.
0: Yeah, that's what's on the menu at, uh, at Morocco.
1: Anyway, so we got a lot of Moroccans <laughs> in, in Cincinnati. Well, yeah, I mean, so like it was 50%. Moroccans. Uh, yeah, 50% Moroccans, 50% U.S. In fans. In Cincinnati. Yes, and I think that's one of the problems is like if you're going to – so one of the pro- other problems with U.S. soccer uh, of, of people that follow it is they play in the same like 10 cities. You know, they play in Kansas City, that which they were just in yesterday, which yeah. they had a crowd. They played Uruguay. Which is the number thirteen team in the entire world? Really, uh, tied them zero zero. But you know the the fans there <laughs> were ninety percent American. Oh, and Americans, Americans. Oh, and, but then you you play in Chicago, they play there. Oh. You know they. I mean, just yesterday on Memorial Day as well, or this on uh, Sunday, excuse me. Uh, Mexico played uh, Ecuador in Chicago instead of playing in Mexico, huh. so it's also you know like they do play in these cond- in these cities, but they play in the same cities over and over again. And I just think it's one of the things that I cannot wait for the. I, I am now a season ticket proud season ticket holder of uh, St. Louis City SC. I got those nice. uh, two weeks ago, and I'm excited to have games here because you know we'll draw a good crowd. We've done it at Busch Stadium. We'll do it here. You know, I have a problem with.
0: A game that can end in a zero-zero score. Uh, of course, I knew this was coming. As soon you know, as I said it, and, I regretted and it's always it. the as you know soon that's soon always the I question. You know, I got buddies that love soccer, and I'll always say, "Hey, what's the score of the soccer?" It's always zero to zero, and uh, nil-nil,
1: as we say. Uh, yeah, whatever.
0: How can you how can you have a game, and it's zero to zero?
1: It's called art, I think. It's um, uh, I mean, I mean, it's 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 I don't know. I I mean I I don't know how to defend it. You know what they do in baseball when it's zero to zero? They keep playing.
0: Uh, Now, they put a runner on second base at some point, which is ridiculous, but that's another story. You know what they do in football when it's zero to zero?
1: What they keep playing well, not not after the first quarter. If it well, was zero zero, okay. The, the, oh, okay, and then the coin flip. I mean, we could talk about the coin flip if we wanted to do All that. Right. Touche.
0: <laughs> but at zero to zero now in the in the what's the league that we're in here?
1: The, in the MLS, yeah, Major League Soccer. Can yes. those games end zero zero? Yeah, yes, yes, of course. They yes. don't have. Don't, I thought they go into overtime in, in the playoffs. They do, yes, yeah. but not not in the regular. They don't. Regular but they season. don't have the the kickoff or whatever you call it at the end. Um, like the kickoff, like you, the, yeah, you
0: know, you kick at the goalie and then until uh, somebody <laughs>
1: scores, <laughs> shoot out. Yeah. Don't they do that at the end of these things? Uh, not in the regular season. Yes. In, oh. in the playoffs they do. But like, I mean, one of the things that I, I, mean, it was one of the best things growing up was going to my, I've been to like 20 or so us soccer international games, ranging from Kansas city, Chicago, Columbus, Cincinnati, um, to even to Miami with yeah, my dad. Yeah. Um, and it was one of the things that, like, I would buy him for, you know, his birthday. For he Father's would buy Day. me for, and then, you know, I would buy him for Father's Day. Um, I know you guys aren't going to be on, you know, before Father's Day. That's um, correct. What are your guys's. Uh, do you have, so I want to, so like we have traditions. A lot of people have like, okay, we always do Father's Day brunch or we do dinner or whatever. Do you guys have a Father's Day tradition that you do in your family? It's just a barbecue where I don't have to do anything. Who uh, cooks that? Uh, Georgian and Mary Catherine and, you well, know. So, so what's on the menu then? Is it? It's whatever, you know, whatever I want, actually. It, <laughs> so is it like the traditional, cause I know your, your, your wife is, uh, she's Greek. So is it like lamb chops? Or are we talking uh, traditional St. Louis pork sticks?
0: Well, we've done it all. Okay. Uh, I do like a, a nice dish of spanakopita for uh, oh, yeah. Father's Amen Day. Amen to that, man. And if you've had Georgian spanak, I mean, you've when you get it out. And I, a lot of great Greek restaurants here, and I'm not dissing any of you, but Georgian spanakopita is. Uh, uh,
1: it's otherworldly. You've talked mm-hmm. about it several times, and I still so have good. yet to uh, receive. So you've that. got,
0: well, she doesn't make it. It's a lot of work. It takes a long time because she, she butters every layer of the phyllo dough, and there's oh, like yeah. 14 or 15 layers of phyllo dough, and they're so thick. The, the, the spinach, and it's, oh, I'm so hungry.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, do you does your kids? So you have you have two kids. Yeah. Um, do they do? Do you guys do gifts, cards, or is it yeah, more cards. just experience? Yeah, it's, it's cards, no yeah. gifts. I think so. What me and my dad do traditionally, uh, since I've been 21, so the past 10 years or so, is he'll uh, normally. So the, we're bad planners. I'm a great planner. My dad, not so much. Not so much. Um, so usually, what happens is like you know, I'll text him, "Hey, what are your plans for Father's Day?" And it's usually like, "Oh, I'm going over to." you know my in-laws which is like you know my my dad's wife's uh, father you know we're doing this and this and this and i'm like you know i'm like well when can i see you and he's like well we'll 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 meet up but usually what we like to do is we like to do a little pub crawl every year you and your dad yeah. crawling around the pub yeah sometimes you know it's been the next day so it's maybe sometimes a monday brunch you know at 11am uh, the next day after fathers day never hurt anybody you know go to a little brunch and then hit up a couple of soulard bars is nice. usually what we like to do We don't really do gifts. We haven't done. I don't think my dad's got me a Christmas gift in 10 years. Um, Plus, um, usually, I mean, he used to write me a check. He doesn't do that anymore, which I would like to bring that back (laughs) that tradition. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, we just normally just, you know, text each other, say, you know, happy Father's Day, Merry Christmas. And then we kind of go about our merry way.
0: Yep, my son-in-law will be having his first Father's Day as a father this year, so we're going to have three generations of fathers
1: around the house for the first time ever. That'll be kind of fun. I will say one of the things, though, before we go into our break is that my dad is now the HOA president of his uh, Neighborhood Association, and he ran as a joke. Kind of like it. uh, getting elected so (laughs) he's keeping the pool clean the neighborhood pool is definitely clean out there in st charles county (laughs) that that happens in congress too Uh, (laughs) that's braxton payne i'm john hancock we've got one more short little
0: segment with you we're going to talk about uh, this whole crafting cocktail thing that's going on all over the place that's next on kmox
2: two, two for two
0: it's hancock and kelly on st louis's news radio kmox And welcome back, Hancock and Kelly John Hancock alongside Braxton Payne. And it's our final segment here on Monday night. We've got the best of Glover coming up next. And then our American stories will take you for quite a while after that. I'm not sure how long, (laughs) Uh, but it'll take you quite a while. Now, we were talking about these little crafty cocktails. I went to this wedding the other night, I mentioned, uh, Saturday night. And uh, they had these specialty cocktails that they were handing out, butlering around. And uh, I guess that's all the rage these days.
1: Yeah, so one of the things that you know I like to do is I like to try different drinks, you know, with different mixtures. So my wife actually in 2019, uh, bought this, you know, bought this uh experience. Uh, it was called a, it's a mixology class set in Intoxicology, which is in Tower Grove. Uh, on Manchester, and we had to reschedule it because we scheduled it for 2020, had to reschedule it again in 2021. It's called Intoxicology? Intoxicology. All right. So it's a little, it's a little like store. It has all the best, I mean, it has like vintage glasses, has, you know, some of the best, cock- you know, uh, cocktails, has the, uh, the best, you know, liquors. And so like, we were like, okay, let's try this class. So she surprised me last Friday with a little date night. Nice. So we went there. Um, we got there, and I thought, you know, it was going to be like a full class. She's like, "Well," she told me on the way there. So I was like, "Oh, it's going to be a class." Well, it was only two of us, so it was just us two and the two owners. So they're they're a husband wife pairing that live in Brentwood, but they have this place in Tower Grove. In toxicology, yeah, in toxicology. So I was very excited. And one of the things, so we just you know got greeted with champagne. What what ty- what time of day is this? Uh, so this was at seven o'clock at night. So, so you've had dinner. Uh, we had snacks, yes, okay. uh-huh. <laughs> but at our Fraser, uh, our you know favorite restaurant, Frasers in Benton Park, right. um, and then we got there and I was like, okay, let's try this. And so one of the things that I think that's very interesting with this whole craft cocktail movement. Is that no matter how fancy they are, there are still the basic three ingredients. So he was telling us about this, and there's you know the you know you have the three staples. Um, so one of them is you know how you make a Manhattan. It's the you know the base liquor, simple syrup, and a little bit of the grenadine know, and the grenadine, which would be the liqueur. <clears throat> so, but that's how all these craft cocktails are. So I, I was you know you know I talked to you earlier about this, and I was like you know. Is craft cocktails a millennial movement, or has they always been always been around in your time? You know, like when you were growing up, and you would go out to bars was always just like beer and a shot. Or did you have craft craft cocktails growing up? Well, as well? I'm sure
0: somebody did. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, because they had well. So there's a place in, in Cleveland that uh, it's called the Social, and it's an it's an old 1920s style speakeasy. Oh, nice. And so they, they're playing Louis Armstrong in there. The The servers are all dressed in period attire. And it's got the old furniture, you know, the velvet sofas and so forth. Great place. Awesome. Low ceiling. And uh, and they serve vintage cocktails from the okay. 1920s. So you can get a Rob Roy uh, or, or different things like that. So, yes, the, the cocktail has been around for as long as
1: people have been drinking. Yeah. One of the things that I, I thought was interesting, I had like a sidecar, which has... Uh, gin in it or cognac, uh, cognac has yeah. cognac in it. I, I, mean, I don't like dark liquor. You're um, not a big cognac guy, no. I don't like whiskey, I don't like dark liquor at all. And I tried it, and it was phenomenal because when you make it right, it makes sense. And I had we had we made a, our last cocktail, we we made so what what this place is, and how many of these things are you drinking out there? So you get to make three cocktails, all right. Um, But the thing is they have each of the base spirits, which are, you know, the gin, vodka, cognac, you know, tequila, vodka. Uh And then you get to pick your liqueur and then sometimes the bitters and then sometimes the syrup. And the last drink that we had, I want to know if you would ever have a drink with this in it. It had egg white in it. So we cracked an egg, you know, got the egg white in it. And I put uh, tequila or no, I put tequila in mine, a little bit of agave syrup and a little bit of banana liqueur and you shake it up in a shaker and then you pour it over like in a little coupe glass that you would, you know, have with like champagne in the olden days. Um, would you ever have a cocktail with egg white in it? With an yeah. egg? Oh, yeah. That oh, it's well. phenomenal. But really? Yeah, it has a little
0: foam on top. Yeah, well, you know, I because I've had a white Russian before. Yeah, there you go. Which is, you know, cre- heavy cream yeah. uh, and vodka and uh, uh, Kahlua.
1: Yeah, and I, I just think that like as— and first off, in, and if you go to these restaurants now, every cocktail's you know, $14 if you're going to get one of these oh, yeah. nice crap. Yeah, and cocktails. they've all got their own little fancy names. And, yeah, you know. which it's like and the ones that I've had before, too. They have these little flowers, like elderflowers, I think they're called, but they, they buzz your mouth, so it makes your mouth numb. Um, you're supposed to eat the flour before you have the cocktail. I would honestly, your John, mouth we gotta go do that. I would love to. I oh, would love to film you just eating a little flour and then get, and then having a cocktail afterwards. I think I did that in college,
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Now, if your mouth is numb, because usually you have a cocktail before dinner. Right. So you, you, you go somewhere and you say, would you like a cocktail? Well, yes, I'll have a give me something with a flower that's going to make my mouth numb so I can't taste my dinner. I, I well, don't...
1: I mean, it's, it's not like permanent. It, it, it lasts throughout, like, you know, the entire course of the drink. And so, so speaking of, so you just mentioned something I think that's interesting. is so you would go to cocktails before dinner. Like, so would you go to like, let's say you go Duh. someplace, would you you go someplace different or would you no, like? No, no, no. Okay. You have a cocktail at the, at the restaurant. Okay. So you have a cocktail yeah. at the restaurant. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think the big thing now with my generation is espresso martinis. Um, I mean, they have become, everyone has them, every restaurant. Like coffee? So it's espresso, uh-huh. vodka, and sometimes depending on the place, you have like a little syrup or like Kahlua in it and they shake it up and it's, you know, they put the little beans, espresso beans Hot on top. Hot or cold? Oh cold. Oh, okay. So and and so you drink that and that's become like I mean my wife it's it's her like go to when so we So you got, got the
0: espresso which is heavy caffeine. Oh yeah. You got the alcohol which is a depressant. Yep, it's a blackout. This is what so,
1: <laughs> is what you like well, to call it? I don't think that's going to end well. I uh, mean, I mean it's also very popular in Europe along with the you know Well, in Europe. Yeah, well. They like soccer over there. Well, it's the number one sport in the world though. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. But yeah. You know, I mean, I just think that to like going out to dinner even, like, I, I, you know, I tw- being 21 10 years ago versus now. Will I you know- stop it with the 10 years sorry, ago being 21? I just want to give perspective. I think it's changed so much. I'm 21 years away from Cutis, and he's over here. Uh, <laughs> just because, like, every place I go out to, it's like every cocktail is $10, but, like, it's it's become an experience when you go out to dinner now. Well, I like to eat, you know. The Amen. cocktail,
0: smocktail, I mean, whatever. I want a I nice... I want what's, nice... your, what's
1: okay? So, what's your favorite place in St. Louis and your favorite dish? Uh Palmanos. Hey and um, I have a gift card there. I need to use it. Yeah, I do too. <clears throat> they actually, I have my double own, day night. Though.
0: I have my own dish there that's not on the menu. Okay, what is it? And uh, Mama makes it in the back for me, which is very nice. Uh It's the fillet, and uh, with uh, usually scallops in there. Yep. Served in the in the lobster ravioli sauce. Ooh. And it is And then they'll put They'll put some mushrooms and, and you know Whatever else Mama wants to throw in there And it's uh, phenomenal
1: Yeah I'm I'm for sure getting that I have a good yeah. card need to use it My favorite's Frazier's In Benton Park Okay It's the uh, Halibut With the feta Mashed potatoes And the asparagus Is my favorite thing
0: Well there you go That's a good Well rounded With their margarita There you go, man. That's an international cuisine right there. (laughs) He's Braxton Payne. I'm John Hancock. Matt Pajeski is back from uh, his tour of Europe, (laughs) tour of Italy, (laughs) and uh, it's good to good to have him back on the control board. Thank you, sir. Sean Michael Lyle, he of Hollywood and General Hospital fame, is next with the news right here on KMOX.